I mean, I'd love to make it to the big leagues next year. I think that's not too far out of reach. Yeah, I think it's possible. Get out to a good start once I'm back, swing it, and that's all I can really do is just play my game. Welcome to episode 207 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It's been a whirlwind few years for Calgary's Matt Lloyd, a 15th round pick of the Cincinnati Reds back in 2019. He spent his first pro summer split between the rookie league Billings Mustangs and single A Dayton Dragons. 2020 was obviously wiped out by COVID. Then he split 2021 between the Reds' Arizona Complex League squad and the AA Chattanooga Lookouts. The Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs product began the 2022 campaign right where it left off with the Lookouts, but was shelved 20 games in with an ankle injury. He spent the last few months getting it back into game shape, showing his progress regularly through Instagram stories. We caught up with the 26-year-old to talk about the challenges of the injury, his mindset throughout, and where he'd like to be in 2023. Matt, thanks so much for joining us back here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. It's been a day or two, maybe three years, since the last time we chatted, and a lot has certainly gone on over the last three years or so. Let's talk first off about sort of the most recent news and what you've been sort of dealing with over the last year or so. Um, you started the year in Chattanooga and got 20 games in and then uh, an ankle injury forces you to shut things down. Walk us through the injury and how that all played out. Uh, yeah, so we were playing at uh, Rocket City, the Angels double uh, A place. And then I can't remember what inning it was, probably like mid game. But uh, dude hits the ball off the wall, was playing first base, and then he hit it basically too hard to be a double. It hit the wall and basically went right to the right fielder, but he was digging for second, and he shut it down probably like uh, just like halfway in between first and second, and then cutoff man gets it, and I'm kind of running towards the base again. And then like I tried to catch it and dive and tag him basically the same time and my cleat kind of just got stuck in the ground and then about to pop like my whole body weight went over and my cleat but kind of stayed in the ground so I felt the pop in my ankle and then I kind of just got up it didn't hurt too bad like right away I didn't really notice any pain I just noticed like a big pop and then ending ended I went to the trainer right away and I was like hey I just felt a pop in my ankle and I already had tape on it, so he was just like, let's tape it up again some more, like throw another layer of tape on it. And then my back comes up and I swing, and as soon as I like, turn my foot, I just felt like all the way up my leg, up to my knee. And it just felt like my leg was like coming apart. And then, uh, yeah, that was basically just the injury. Mm-hmm. And then it was a good month of like trying to rehab it like treating it kind of like a sprain and just never really felt better got i got cleared to play once got sent to arizona played like two games there and then in the second game i played i felt like the same thing a swung kind of felt like all the way up to my knee like like felt like it was coming apart and then at that point we finally got the imaging like uh mri and x-ray and it turns out like 
the ligament that holds the tibia and fibula together uh, basically blew that out and like damaged a couple other ligaments. But uh, essentially my leg was actually coming apart, like within my leg, like the bones were kind of like splaying in certain like movements like rotation. So like there was just a ligament there to hold them together. So that was basically the diagnosis of the injury. Was it sort of, I'll call it relieving to a certain extent when you got the final prognosis and got the imaging back because you finally maybe had some clarity on what exactly it was that you were actually dealing with? Yeah, because I just get told that it was a sprain, but like I've sprained my ankle before and it just never felt the same as what I was experiencing. So honestly, getting imaging was like a relief, like okay, I'm not crazy for feeling this, like, for being a sprain. So it was, like, definitely relieving to get, like, a clear diagnosis with it and then get it, you know, taken care of and never have to deal with an ankle injury again or an ankle issue. Walk us through the rehab process. What's it involved? How challenging has it been to to kind of go through the the ebbs and flows of trying to get this thing back to quote-unquote normal? Yeah, so after surgery, I think it was like between six and eight weeks of no weight bearing at all. So I started out on crutches, which was challenging. Um, and then I got a scooter, which was actually quite quite a bit better. Like got to just scoot around, little little uh, little thing. The only tough part about that was like getting it in and out of the car, and then having to like hop to the the steering wheel but mm-hmm. uh, yeah so it was like six to eight weeks no weight bearing at all and then slowly start basically learning how to walk again like putting weight on it um, wearing a brace I actually went from scooter back to just one crutch to like start learning how to put weight back on it and then weaned it off the crutch and a, well, I was wearing a boot as well which was which was challenging just in itself. Like you're kind of one leg is kind of resting higher than the other, mm-hmm. so like I could kind of the rest of my body get a little thrown off just like being uneven like that, mm-hmm. like learning back how to walk. But once I got out of the uh, boot, I think I was in the boot for another another six to eight weeks at least, um, and then getting out of the boot just slowly starting the walks um basically just had to put weight back on it and then a bunch of band exercises um step ups um calf raises a bunch of those a lot of icing um and then slowly transition to underwater treadmill I started running um do that for a couple weeks slowly go into a real treadmill just jogging and just just slowly day by day kind of brick by brick just building back into it when it comes to that day-to-day grind and that and then you get to the point where you're actually able to do i'll call it baseball related activities we've seen you swing in the bat a little bit you're getting to run a little bit what goes through your mind as you're doing it again for the first time because you've gone from the bare basics of I'm trying to learn to walk again to doing this again. Like, is there any trepidation? Or are you old muscle memory? Let's have at her and see what happens. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, like a hesitant 
or I was hesitant to uh, start doing all that stuff. Like it's scary. Like it's just trusting that it's that it's okay now. And I mean that's really hard to do, but it's just building confidence. Like every every time I do it, I get a little more confident in it. Like the next time it's a little easier. Next time it's a little easier. So it's just like building on like starting slow kind of, and then just building on top of what you've already done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it was definitely scary though, like the first couple of days doing like agilities and putting cleats on and running on grass. It's like, it's definitely freaky. Mm-hmm. But uh, I knew that I was in good hands with, with the Reds and their the rehab team there. So I knew that they wouldn't ask me, any, ask me to do anything that I wasn't capable of. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, trusting them, trusting the ankle, trusting the surgeon, and just building that confidence. I've always wondered about major injuries like this. What's more challenging in your eyes? Is it the physical comeback or the mental comeback? Um, for me, I'd probably say the physical comeback. Just uh, I feel mentally that, you know, I'm... I feel confident in my game. I feel confident in my abilities. But uh, the physical part was just just hard when it's like a weight-bearing injury where every step you take is like, like uh, it's almost like a little battle, like mental battle, especially throwing me off the boot and everything like that. Like, like what I said before, like building the confidence. Uh, it just takes a while and it's a slow process. It's hard to take it slow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now that you're on the up and up, what's your prognosis like? Are you back for spring training? What are you, what are you thinking as far as your your comeback to getting back into a Reds uniform is concerned? Um, so I'll be going down to spring training early. This, uh, I don't have a date yet, but it's uh, early February. And they told me I would have a game progression once like I'm fully cleared. So I get to kind of ease back into it in a sense like I'm not just going to be day one go play nine innings it's going to be as far as I know it's going to be like three innings one one day next day off another three or five innings next day build up just keep building up um, back to game game ready when you think about your comeback have you gone in with the mindset of I need to come back better than I was before or are you content on trying to get back to where you were previously? What's sort of the mindset in, in making sure that you're hitting the ground running once you get there? Yeah, I think I always want to improve. Like every offseason, just find little ways to get better, more consistent, um, just cleaning up cleaning up little, little inefficiencies here and there. But... Um, yeah, the goal is always to be better, but uh, this is going to be a challenge because you know I don't get a full real off season. Where if I wasn't hurt, like I would get more time on the field, more baseball specific work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel confident in in my abilities to bounce back and get back to it. Does it give you any peace of mind? I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, knowing that others have gone through similar injuries or are going through it at the same time. I mean, you look at your your Calgary mate, Mike Soroka, going, coming off you know basically two full years of, of no baseball activities almost. I mean, it's does it give you a little bit of belief that, hey, if they can come back, I can come back too? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
Yeah, 100%. Um, when I got surgery, I reached out to uh, Josh Naylor, who had the ankle injury as well. And I, I got to see him in spring training this year. He was on the backfield, like, similar to me, where he had a game progression, like a certain amount of innings and whatnot. So I got to see him, and, you know, it's just, like, it's inspiring to see that he can he can come back from it at the big league level. And with his injury, I think it was much worse than what mine was. So just to be able to reach out to him and ask him any questions I had, like, throughout my rehab and... Um, He's been big inspiration for me, especially having similar injuries. Anybody else you lean on over the course of the last year or so, making sure that you're you've got the right mindset and got the right uh, physical set to to make come back and, and get good to go for 2023? Yeah, we had a, a good group of guys there in rehab, just uh, keeping each other accountable, um, keeping each other like our spirits up a little bit. Like no one wants to be in rehab. Like no one likes being hurt. But to like go through it with some of your guys, like some of the guys that I've played with um, on previous teams, just uh, it makes it better. Like having them pushing you, you pushing them, and just uh, um, trying to inspire each other a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was good to have like a good group of core guys like going through something similar with you, and you guys are all just like the camaraderie of it. Do you have yeah. any expectations of yourself heading into 2023? Do you have a level you want to be at, um, that kind of thing? Um, I haven't really thought about that too much yet. It's just been all focused on, you know, getting healthy again. But, um, I mean, I'd love to make it to the big leagues next year. I think that's not too far out of reach. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. Just get out to a good start once I'm back swing it and you know that's all I can really do is just play my game so just um, yeah leave it up to the the guys to make the decisions but make it uh, make it hard for them to not you know want to call me up so Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, thinking about some of the things that you've been doing over the course of the last little while here, obviously social media has been a big part of it, it's showing off sort of what you've been going through. What's that kind of taught you about this process? And, and have you learned anything about yourself? Has you been able to maybe kind of document and showcase what you're going through, not just for yourself, but for others who might be going through the same journey as well? Yeah, I mean, I just like to... Uh show the people a little bit like what what I'm going through um I'm going up to this gym called Bold Athlete that you know that they do a great job with you know they have a great hockey program um great job in the weight room just kind of building a base and uh I mean I'm proud of uh showing what they program for me so it's like it's easy for me to show that like on Instagram and stuff the other thing that I've noticed, too, is you tend to like to give back. You gave some swag to a young fan not too long ago, got a little bit of a, a kudos on social media there. What's it mean to you to be able to give back to the community in that way, whether it's here at home or whether it's along any of your, your pro baseball stops? Yeah, the, the kind of the way that I see it is, like, I was once a kid in, like, their shoes, and... Like, if I'm helping a kid hit or something at, like, a young age, like, I see a little bit of myself in, in most of them. So it's, like, how can I help this kid and just 
like have them believe in themselves and if this is something that they really want to do like just keep at it and you know the sky's the limit so I just try to remind kids that and anytime I can like give gear to like an old coach or someone that you know is really supportive or just anyone really it's like it feels really good to just make their day in a sense like just being trying not to be like larger than life almost like Mm -hmm. I'm a human too you know like like trying to show them that I'm just like them in a way like they can they can make it to this level as well just keeping at it and just trying to be an inspiration for them is that a hard thing to grapple with as a young guy still is, you know, whether it's here in Alberta or, you know, Chattanooga or anywhere else you've been, that you are that inspiration now? Like you, you used to be that kid hanging out at the ballpark, idolizing whoever the case may have been. Now you're that guy. Is that sort of a surreal thing to wrap your head around? Yeah, 100%. And sometimes it's tough to remember that too, like middle of the season, like if you're struggling or something, like, I feel like that's something that I need to improve on a little bit. Maybe it's like taking a step back and like realizing where I am and like all the kids that are there watching, like sometimes like I go over four and it's like, I don't really want to sign autographs or I don't want to do all that sort of stuff. But like taking a step back and being like, yeah, this can make this kid's day. This kid maybe only comes to one game the whole year and he wants your autograph. Like, like taking a step back and just realizing like it's bigger than me but it's like it's so tough to do sometimes like this game is so like you're gonna fail a lot and it's just like learning how to deal with it and you know just trying to be an inspiration as well like for kids that are that are there like just remembering that that was once me Mm -hmm. and how much it meant to me for a guy to come over and sign a ball or like just talk to you mm-hmm. so I try, to, I try to do a good job with that but I mean it's still tough like there's always room for improvement there but Speaking of that inspiration, let's say there's a kid who might be listening in on this. They're maybe 13, 14. They're looking for those words of wisdom or, or advice from somebody who's, who's going through um, the processes now and maybe one, one day wants to follow in your footsteps. What would you offer to them as that word of advice or piece of wisdom? I would just say, like, it's up to you. Like, the sky's the limit. Um, you can go as far as you want in this game as long as you you work for it you stay consistent um never giving up on your dream and um then just keep plugging away and just keep playing as long as you can um and just have fun while you do it like always the joy in the sport i know it's like a tough sport you're gonna fail a lot but it makes the uh the success as much much more enjoyable and just you know enjoy every day out there and you never know when your last day will be your last game so that's the way I try to play just just you never know when your last game's going to be so it's just play it with a full heart and just enjoy it mm-hmm. 
how much have you enjoyed being able to watch guys who you've uh, you've been able to grow up with? I look at Aleo Lopez as an example. We chatted with you briefly for a written story on him when he visited us earlier on in the year. But to see some of these guys who came up through the system with you or just before you, and they're they're getting that opportunity now to uh, to show their stuff with Cincinnati. What's that been like for you? That just adds more like fuel to the fire, where it's like he's proved that he can do it. So like. The proof is in the pudding a little bit like it's right there for me too and all the other guys around me too it's like it's just inspiring really it's like just seeing guys that kind of get to watch him grow up like Soroka like he was younger than me and like I remember seeing him when we were like 12 or 14 or something and then watching him just grow and grow and just get better every year and just consistently plucking away at it it's like is really inspiring for me especially just knowing these guys it's like it's just it feels like it's right there for me to grab almost i kind of alluded to it earlier but i'm going to ask a different sort of way i suppose is what do you think you need to work on from a game perspective to make sure that you are taking that next step, whether it's to AAA or the major league level? Is there anything specific that you're trying to own in on to make sure that you become that, that everyday ball player? Yeah, definitely. For me, it's just been consistency. So kind of just simplifying my swing a little bit, like cut down on the strikeouts, more contact, just um, just controlling the zone too not swinging at bad pitches. Um, yeah, for me, 100% has been consistency, um, especially offensively. I mean, it's hard to hit, but I'm trying to just do my best to, uh, you know, simplify, control the zone, and just um, hone in on the consistency part, just kick, like trying to catch barrels as often as I can, hit the ball hard. And uh, usually good things happen when, when you hit the ball hard, so... That's mostly just been it for me, though, consistency. Would you say, I mean, it's been a long time since you and I have chatted last. Would you say that that maybe was one of the bigger challenges to overcome from a a game-to-game perspective was not just the consistency piece, but also dealing with the elevated level of pitcher that you're facing now, all of a sudden, instead of just throwing heat, now they're throwing heat with movement and, and that kind of thing. What's What's been the biggest adjustment that you've had to try to make um, going from the college game now to the pro game and beyond that is every level of pro game? Yeah, it's, the pitchers have been going, been going crazy lately. It's like guy, every time I look, look on Instagram, it's like a guy's on 100. So it's like, that's definitely challenging. Um, but what I found is like, for the most part, it's like what you're going to get your pitch once in that bat. So it's like it's just about not missing that pitch. So um, yeah, it's just like the misses are smaller in pro ball. Um, Gotta know how to pitch. It's not like a coach calling the game, like kind of in college where the coach is going to control the the pitching. Mm-hmm. So like football, like they know how to. They know how they're gonna attack you and they stick to their plan. So it's like, but you're still gonna get your one pitch to hit. So that with the consistency part, it's like, I just wanna be on, like, on the fastball all the time. And when I get my pitch, just don't miss it. It's like, that's the consistency I'm talking about. It's like, just getting your pitch, putting a good swing on it, and the rest is out of my hands. 
Final question for you here, Matt. I haven't asked you this yet, surprisingly, despite now your third visit here on the podcast. What does the game of baseball mean to you? I mean, it's it's everything to me. It's when I'm out there on the field, it just kind of feels like the purest form of myself. It's like it just feels like that's what I was put on the earth to do. And you know, I just love being out there. I love competing. And you know, like little injuries like this just makes it it makes me love the game more. Like it makes me want to get back. Like increases the hunger of you know, getting back on the field and and just giving it my all. And uh, that means it means the world to me to be able to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I love it. We can't wait for you to get back onto the field and show what you can do, Matt. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward. All the best in your rehab. Hopefully you come back better than ever before. And uh, thank you again so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, look forward to hearing this. Thanks again to Matt Lloyd for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We have one more episode planned for the 2022 season before we take a break for the holidays. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review on your podcast app as those actions help spread the word about us. And a big tip of the cap as well to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been integral parts of helping us tell the dugout stories in our province. Head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters to learn more about our teammates and how you can get involved in 2023. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.